Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Here to talk UFC 271 main event. Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya defending the middleweight title against Robert the Reaper Whitaker. Here to talk about all things UFC 271 for DraftKings and FanDuel. I am your host, the Daily Fantasy Sniper. With me, as always, the analyst, the important guys of this show. I'm just the comic relief. It is Chris Olson. You can find him on Twitter at RealChrisOlson. And Joe, better known around the MMA DFS world as Sun Tzu at Sun Tzu, if for some reason you don't have it. Guys, huge card, huge contest. Are you ready? I'm ready, I... man. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Why couldn't they have? Sorry, Chris. I I, I want to stomp on your lead there. But uh, we, Chris and I are both in badly need of a shave and a haircut. Uh, me more so because I look like someone's grandfather right now. I but, shave for the first time in years. Yeah, I. You know years. what I do is, guys. Just a quick side. I go in. I, I go into Iconic Mail in Glenrock, New Jersey, and I tell these guys, I'm like everything but the eyebrows. Just like take it all off, baby. Um. So I really wish that these prize pools were the prize pools they had for uh, UFC 270 when I had six, um, you know, tickets to the five five five. Um, I, I'm, I'm like playing for my second one tonight in the NBA. So I've got one locked down, but nice prize behind me. Yeah. Uh, oh, are you playing too? Are you in there? Yeah, but I do. I have a duplicate lineup with somebody. So best okay. case I get 270. Okay. Well, you know, it's not bad. Okay. So you get the cash anyway. Um, yeah. So look, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's an interesting card. I think there is potential for a high scoring card, which generally does not suit me. Well, I tend to do better on the lower scoring cards, but I will now turn it over to my esteemed co-host, the real Chris Olson. Except no substitutes. Uh, yeah, I no, I like this card a lot. I was actually, I mean, this is this is as good a main card I, I think as we could have hoped for. Uh, for this pay per view, I I was recounting the other day because I have to uh, send in my picks, and I kept thinking that Brunson, uh, that Brunson. Uh, What's that fight? Brunson Cannoneer. Cannoneer was the co-main, but no, we actually have uh, a, a actually very good co-main in itself in Lewis and uh, two of us. I have a hot take. I have a hot take for that fight. I can't oh, wait. I'm sure you do. I I could probably guess it, but I, I won't. I won't steal your thunder. Um, I want you to guess when we get there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tee this up again. Okay. I because uh, I I think 
because I I think I might be along the same lines as you, but I didn't go with it. But uh, if I'm correct, but yeah, I uh, I like this card quite a bit. A lot of good spots, a lot of good just plain viewing if you're a fan and uh, ready to break it down. So let's get to it. Before we do that, though, make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Also, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on iTunes. And I'm assuming other podcast platforms, but I'm an Apple guy. So wherever you listen to podcasts and YouTube, Rotowire MMA, make sure and check that out. I think now we are ready to break down some fights. Maxime Grishin, he's a favorite. He's 8,700, taking on William. Man, I love cheeseburgers and or my <laughs> knee is hurt, not William Knight. I have to that. This is, Knight could be injured too. Or Knight needs a knockout just to make his show money at this point. Yeah. Um, 40% of his purse going over because, if you couldn't tell by the intro, he missed weight by a UFC record 12 pounds. Uh, this fight is now at heavyweight. Um, Grishin minus 165. The comeback on night plus 145. Um, you know what? I'm going to let you guys take this fight first because I, I, what I wanted to lead in with, and it popped up, and that's why I saw it. I meant it before I went into, into the intro. I, I like, I just saw this tweet from Aaron Bronstetter. We have a change to the UFC booth for a commentary. Joe Ooh. Rogan has a scheduling conflict. So, I mean, we all, we won't get all political, but, you know, Joe Rogan is, he's, he's facing cancel culture head on. Either way, not on there. And we get, um, Anik Cormier and Bisbing. All right. I'm good with that. I, I look, I, I always thought Joe Rogan was now a little bit beyond his time. So So, I love Anik. Anik is my, I like Anik, Felder, and Cormier. Anik, Felder, and Cormier is my favorite. You stole, you stole my thunder. I was going to quickly ask you if it's not, if it's not Rogan there, you know it's DC for a pay-per-view. Who yeah. would you put in for, 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 the, for the third spot? I like spot? Felder a bit more than Bisping. Joe says Felder. Chris? I'm, I'm going to make it unanimous. I like Paul Felder a lot. Well, you don't know my answer. Well, okay. okay but... No, you're right. It's, it, 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 <laughs> it's, it's unanimous. I am a Paul Felder guy as well. Yeah. He does a really good job. Anyway, I love Felder. I, does, interesting, I, I wanted to throw out. So, uh, kicking back, I'm going to spin the wheels back again. Um, you know what, Chris? We'll start with you. Grishin or Big Fat Willie Knight? Uh, I'm going with Grishin. I, I I've been waiting patiently for um, William Knight to get knocked out in the UFC. It hasn't happened yet. I think it's going to happen here. I thought that before the horrendous weight miss. I just don't like anything about the way this guy stands up. First of all, he's very short and has no reach for the division. This is going to be on the longer side. I think Grisham is. Five inches of reach, or I'm sorry, five inches of height, four inches of reach. And, um, you know, he tries to make up for that with his judo. Uh, we, he tried that with Daung Jung. Daung Jung was just way stronger than him and, and just manhandled him. I think Grisham is going gonna, is gonna to do that, as you said, a, a former heavyweight. And um, I, I just hate the way he stands up. He pulls his head straight back. He's got nothing in the way of defense. And uh, if he can't get Grisham down, and I don't think he'll be able to, I think uh, Grisham's going to knock him out. So I uh, like this fight before. I think, unfortunately, more people might be on Grisham because of um, the attention paid to the big weight miss. I think he's going to score really well. I mean, it could be a situation, because it's not like we haven't seen Grisham grapple, so it could be 
a situation like Dao Jung. Dao Jung had, as far as I could tell, had no intention of grappling in that fight. Uh, William I tried a couple times, and then Jung just realized, hey, I could reverse this guy all day, and, and that's what he did the entire fight. So I don't really see any way um, Knight wins this fight. Uh, he's got a big power, basically. He's got to get inside on the much taller, much longer fighter who's going to be way stronger as well. I just don't like anything about it for him. I am strong on Maxine Christian. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so Knight did take this fight on a little bit short notice. So, again, I'd much rather. I said this before, and I I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. But if I've got a guy missing weight, I want him missing weight by 12 pounds and not one. It doesn't look like he probably drained himself. Now, the injury, if he is injured, that is a concern um, that I don't know how to play. Um, You know, we saw the rumors about Nganu being injured, and he truly was injured. Um, but still ended up winning that fight by, by you know, deploying his wrestling. I don't know that that avenue is open to William Knight, although I have noticed that he has been taking some grappling bouts um, and doing quite well in his grappling bouts. I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if the narrative is going to help him here. Um, you know, Grisham, look, he's 37 years old, right? He's underperformed. Um, in the UFC. He had a really nice run in PFL, underperformed in the UFC. Um, You know, I just, there's just so much that I like at the higher end of, you know, of this slate that I don't know that I could give all that much love to Grisham on DraftKings. But if you're asking for me to pick a winner to the fight, I'll pick Grisham. I should have done this in reverse order. I should have went Joe first and then Chris because Chris had a much stronger take. Give me big fat Willie Nelson. I mean, Knight. Big fat Willie Nelson. And it's kind of what, what Joe said. It's not that it's a super strong take. I do think Grishin is a bit overrated and Knight has that big power. Now, I, I got to say, I was I felt much better about this pick before the 12-pound weight miss and whatever the hell else is going on. It kind of comes down to, I think, Knight is much more liable to break the slate with a knockout. Um, like, you, you can hit, you can, you know, he was in a war, uh, who was it? It was Grishin and Jacoby, right? Another fight, like yeah, I, I've I've seen I've seen get hit enough where, and I know Knight has power that at seventy five hundred I'm taking. Don't play Willie yeah, Knight. Yeah, he's got to he's got to get inside first. How's he getting inside? Mm, I mean, Grishin's got to come forward and hit him. You're probably right. That that is going to be a challenge. But Willie Knight, for what it's worth, Willie Knight's three and one in the UFC, and Maxime Grishin is one and two. Or, I mean, take take that for for what it's worth. I I just I'll take the X factor of the power. Now, X knows probably Maxime Grishin is probably the rightful favorite. But in terms of who's more likely to break the slate, like I said earlier, I think Willie Knight's your more likely person on the optimal lineup and don't touch this fight um for cash and non that's exactly what i'm talking about i, I needed i needed to post uh, non's wrong opinion here even the wrong unless, unless here's the problem you might get bailed out because i don't know how bad this willie knight injury is yeah ryan it could be a terrible fight the good news is it's first all right we got 14 fights to cover let's go to the next one uh, Jeremiah Wells at 9,100, taking on some guy named Blood Diamond at 7,100. Um, I say some guy named Blood Diamond. Um, well, first, let me do the odds. Uh, God, oh, UFC stats. 
they even call him Blood Diamond on UFC. In some places it's Blood Diamond, some places it's his other freaking name. Where is where is Jeremiah Wells? Yeah, Mike Mathetha. I sounds like I have a stutter. Mathetha. Uh, Wells minus two forty. Blood Diamond plus one ninety. I saved some guy named Blood Diamond because I was talking to to you know my guy Newsom just just earlier, and I admitted to him this is the one fight you know they have a new AI over there that I was like I kind of skimped the, the research in this fight. I don't know who the hell Blood Diamond is. I trusted the AI, and he goes yeah because the best footage you can find on him is a minute and seventeen highlight, minute and seventeen second highlight on YouTube. I you, apparently you just can't find footage in this guy. Um, and it's it's kind of concerning because the the fight doesn't go to decision line. It's minus five fifty, so you probably need to play this fight. Um, it's it's really upsetting. Uh, I'll play both guys in GPP, and the guy who I've seen at least fight, you know, more than trash cans, will get my pick. I'm going Jeremiah Wells. Uh, Joe, who you got? Yeah, so. <laughs> You're going to hear this term several times from me, so I might as well get it out of the way. Peripheral fighter. So we have on this slate several peripheral fighters, and they're peripheral in the sense that they are training partners of the fighters who are fighting in the main event. Blood Diamond is a peripheral fighter in the Izzy Adesanya camp. Um, you know, did some kickboxing oh, with... I could Wait, he's from New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a name he's like Izzy's... Blood Diamond, how, how are you not... I get he's not from South Africa. He's not from South Africa. I mean, your name, no. you got to have Leonardo DiCaprio walk you out. you yeah. got to say brew for 15 minutes. So that's what you no, got to no, do. No, no, no. He's a training partner. He's at City. He's a training partner of Izzy. Um, you know, wild fighter. But, like, here's the thing. He only really fought at the highest level of kickboxing in one fight, which he lost. So we're not, like, he's not, like, this super acclaimed kickboxer right? That's coming to the UFC. He is a training partner of Israel Adesanya. There's another one that's uh, going to be coming up on this slate. There's also uh, uh, Tajik says originally from Zimbabwe. And no, no, it's Rhodesia. Rhodesia? You watch Blood Diamond. That's that's what Zimbabwe was years ago. Okay. So you're throwing (laughs) me off here. So there's, there is another one. There's another peripheral fighter um, who's fighting, um, who's uh, part of uh, Izzy's camp. And then there's one that's also the, the jiu-jitsu coach at uh, Whitaker's camp. So, look, this is going to be a wild fight. You do need to have shares of it. I happen to like Wells in this fight. I like him a good deal. Um, this is a GPP fight. You should probably have a few shares of the Blood Diamond, but I really do like um, Wells and GPPs. I think he should be able to, you know, to dominate this fight. Um, again, it's hard to say. Like, I've heard commentary on how Blood Diamond is more technical. How the F do you know? Like, how did you you pull that out of one minute and 15 seconds worth of footage? I don't think so. Um, so anyway, give me um, give me Wells here. I like him quite a bit. I do think it's a GPP play, but you do need exposure to this fight just based on the inside distance loan line alone. So give me Wells. Chris, who you got? So it looks as if I have a bit of inside information here. Um his fight uh, on EMMA 50 actually is on Fight Pass, and that that's a that's a that's a in, that's a pro tip, I guess, for some of you. If you can't find a fight, type in the um, name of the event, and sometimes you'll find it that way. So I was able to find that fight of his um, that went to the decision. He um, 
He can get a little wild. He is very, like, tricky on the counter, which could be bad news for somebody like uh, Wells, who just charges in there. He did get really tired in the second and third round, which um, you can uh, – it's to be expected if a guy's fighting a kickboxing, uh, you know, rounds that are, that are shorter. I think I'm going to bet on Wells to ground him out before he getting caught because I think Wells can be a little unstructured, a little wild. And against the wild guy, you don't want to be wild with him. I would rather you be, you know, structurally sound. And uh, that doesn't strike me as uh, what Blood Diamond is. So I fully think that he can walk Wells onto a big shot as well as just like lunging to close the distance. But um, I think... He's only got to run him around for like two or three minutes to get, to get him tired at the, at the rate that Wells fights. So uh, um, it's a fight that's interesting. I think it, I think it is a fight that goes uh, doesn't go the distance either way. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like a 60-40, maybe a 65-35 on uh, on Jeremiah Wells here to get it done. All right, next fight up we have. Sergei Morozov, 9,000, taking on Douglas Silva Diondraj, the king of re- – oh, no, wait, that's all, though. The king of steroids. Yeah, Morozov, right. minus 220. Silva Diondraj, plus 180. Um, yeah, I don't really like Douglas Silva Diondraj. He's tough. I think Morozov, though, better everywhere. I actually think Morozov is going to finish him. So give me Morozov in this spot. Uh, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I think I agree. I think um... – you know, uh, Douglas Silva D'Andrade, explosive, hits hard. Not really a finisher. Um, finished the last fight because he had an inexperienced uh, fighter at a high level who just threw a blind kick and, and got caught. Uh, Morozov can go to a wrestle-heavy attack. That's not actually where he gets all his finishes. He's actually pretty heavy-handed. Is a good judge of distance to step back and counter, which I think can come in handy here as uh, this Douglas Silva D'Andrade steps in. Otherwise, I think you're just going to get him tired uh, with the wrestling and maybe get a uh, late second, early third round finish because uh, when De Silva gets, the Andrade gets tired, he's one of those these guys that just gives out. And uh, so unless he catches Morozov early, I think um, I think he's he's on his way to a finish with probably uh, probably probably a lot of points. So uh, I'm, I'm taking Morozov to go over 100. Joe. Yeah, I see it the other way. Um, not not in terms of who wins or who loses, but how the fight ends. I think Andraj is pretty tough. I mean, if you look at like who he's lost to, you know, Jan Font. I mean, you know, the creme de la creme. Granted, he's a thirty-seven-year-old bantamweight, which is is not a good look. But uh, I, you have to think Marotz underperform has underperformed a bit um, in the UFC. There's no no shame in losing to Nurmagomedov, who's thirteen and zero, a real killer. I think he's fighting. Is he fighting next week or is no, he's fighting at the next pay-per-view, I think. Um, you know, he got the job done against Taha, but, you know, it was a decision. Um, I think that was pretty close to an even fight, but this guy was a killer in M1, and we haven't really seen that yet. Uh, maybe this is his breakout performance. I think this is a good matchup for him. He's a rightful favorite, but I think Andrade is tough. tough. I would be surprised if this fight finishes. I see it as going to decision. I see him getting the victory. But with so much else I like, <laughs> um, you know, at, at the higher levels, I don't think I'm going to get much of him. 
Um, and I, you know, maybe you could also look at Andrade as having a decent floor because if you think he's going to win by decision, I mean, I'm sorry, if you think he's going to lose by decision, maybe he gets some points, um, maybe kind of grinds out a decision. Who knows? Um, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I don't think it's, he's a big, big underdog in this fight. So I will take, I will take the favorite, but I like this fight to go to decision. All right, next fight up, we have A.J. Dobson taking on Jacob Malkoon. Dobson's 8,200. Malkoon is 8,000. Line on this fight at the moment, Dobson minus 115, Malkoon minus 105. And uh, this is a fight that is going to make or break my night, personally, because I I just don't see how Malkoon gets this done unless Dobson... Is just a total fraud. Um, look, Malkoon won because he took down uh, Abdul Razak Halasan a bunch. I, I, I just, you got to be drilling takedown defense, right? And then you just punch this guy in the face once, and he's gonna die. That's that's what I think is gonna happen here. But I'm risking a lot of GPP shares on you know a guy um, who is not very experienced. So it's it's um, it's a little terrifying for that reason. Uh, AJ Dobson, by the way, what's, I want to pull up his record, and I totally just lost it. I think it's like six and zero or six and one or something. Yeah, like that. it's it's yeah. He's he's got a, a rear naked choke win um, on the contender series, making his UFC debut. Six and zero with one no contest. So I mean, I just I think he's better everywhere. I I just. Mm. I mean, that's how I see this fight. It's one of those, I'm surprised to pick him. I do have a bet on this fight. I think there's value here. Give me Dobson and start praying to whatever God I believe in because it's going to get real. Uh, this is a, as I've been doing this here, this is an odd number fight. So Joe, you're first. Yeah. So this is another peripheral fighter. This is the uh, jujitsu coach for Robert Whitaker's gym. Um, he but he's on a contender series though. What? He's on the contender series. He's not like Blood Diamond. He's a real. No, no, no. Oh, you, no, oh, no, oh, no I'm talking, talking about. I'm talking Malcoon. about Malcoon is the peripheral fight. That's how he got in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So Malcoon, you know, look, there is a path to victory for him, right? He, if he could immediately get, I, and I, I don't think that, I do not think that Dobson is better everywhere. I think uh, there's a distinction advantage in jujitsu for Malcoon, um, uh, and he showed he's got a good jujitsu game, and he's kind of tough. But I, you know, Dobson's crazy. He's a wild striker. Um, I really do think that this is, if you're betting, that this could be a really cool fight to bet live because if Malcoon gets through the first round, I really do see odds and momentum shifting over to Malcoon. Um, you know, just because again, there is a path to victory. Now, of all the peripheral fighters on this slate, and there's one more. I probably favor Malcoon the most, which is going to surprise a lot of people considering there's a favorite coming up later. But um, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Sean on Dobson. Um, but I do see a path to victory um, for Malhoon, And that's why I'm going to have shares of him. And we've seen what he can do um, with, with ground control time um, and some takedowns. He could put up some points. Um, so I'm going to also look to maybe bet this fight live. Um, if, you know, Malhoon could get through the first round. And if we see, uh, you know, Dobson noticeably slowing down, there could be an opportunity to bat Malhoon in, in round two. But I'll take Dobson for the win. 
<coughs> Sean, did we? Did you freeze? Okay, no, Sean. Sean froze. You're good. Sean froze. I, I was I was waiting for um, <coughs> but uh, I and then I was going to ask you to do the honors. Can you do the honors? You got to throw it to me. I can't go until somebody throws it to me. How does that work? Oh, never mind. I just wanted you to say, Chris, what you pick, but I'll go. Don't worry. Go. Um, okay, thank you. There very you much. go. Um, I I understand that everybody's still gonna have the Hawes fight in their heads, but um, I feel like Malkoon already won this fight. You have a big, powerful, athletic striker who throws wild, and Malkoon just ducked under all of his big right hands and got reactive takedowns. He can do the same thing here. I would say Dobson is even more wild than uh, than uh, as Abdul Abdul Al Razak Al Hassan is um, by by a wide margin. Actually, I think that um, yeah, that's true, Ryan. He is he is a deep in thought, but I think that um, you know this is this is the binary fight that we always talk about. Either either he's going to get knocked out or he's going to win a, a big point scoring decision with uh with uh takedowns and i really do think it's the latter you know even in even in that razak fight he he rolled a lot of shots a lot a lot more defensively sound than i think that he was in in the fight with uh with phil hawes it was um his debut i believe it was short notice although somebody could check that um i think he's a better fighter than what he showed he did have uh, he did have trouble um he did have trouble keeping Razak on the ground. He had the rinse and repeat takedowns, which can be good for us, although anytime Dobson is on his feet, it's in trouble. But Dobson is really a very sloppy, very powerful striker. And um, I think that if, if Malkoon can see the shots coming, he's going to get those rinse and repeat takedowns. So I'm taking Malkoon. Um, it's, a sh- it's a shame that Sean is uh, not here because I would really love to – um, push back on him a little bit and see what he has to say about me uh, picking the other side that he's so sure. And in fact, I think both we both did, right, Joe? You, oh no, you you ended up taking Dobson in the end, right? Oh no, we didn't lose Joe too, did we? Oh, Joe, you're muted. I'm sorry. No, but, I'm uh, here. Yeah, no, I'm muted. Yeah, yeah, I took Dobson. I took Dobson. Yeah. So yeah, Sean in, with that third-rate internet service that he has out there in Long Island. I mean, yeah, I on. know. Um, Dude, like get get New Jersey internet. Come on. Well, in any event, um, I I will take my my rightful place. Oh, I was ju- I don't I don't want to let him in. I was just about to say I was going to take my rightful place at the throne. Uh, let's He's let back. him in, man. Here let's let him in. Hey, you kicked right, me out. What is it? That third rate internet people in the house. They're on Long Island. No. What, what do you got? What do you got? Like baud rate out there? What's going on? Oh no, he's gone again. He's gone again. I'm telling you, man. No, nothing gonna, good comes from Long Island. I'm gonna tap the I screen. Mean, I'm tapping the screen. No, it didn't work. Okay. Um. So you and I carry this. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um. When Sean gets back, we'll we'll throw it back to him. Um. For now, I will take control of the hosting duties. So go for it. Um, if if I don't like something Joe says, I will rule with an iron fist. And, I figured uh, that as much. Yeah. That will be the end of it. Um, yeah. So, our, so the next fight up will be uh, Ronnie Lawrence at ninety three hundred taking on uh, a good job. I'm doing. Uh, what are you back? No, not really. Oh no, he's still okay. frozen in place with his Snoopy shirt on. Oh. Oh, there he is. 
Dude. Kind Sean, you want to restart your computer? Restart your computer. Maybe that'll help. For Dude, now, what do you like? What kind of Wi-Fi you got out there, man? And you you got like what what is going on? John, what are you John, what are you like gotta pull you gotta like unplug your phone and plug it into your computer? What's happening, John, man? Sean just, just wants to show us all his funny faces today. That's that's what I wow, think. Wow, I mean, mean that's a nice chair you got with the DraftKings pillow in the back, but like come on. Yeah. That is let's that go. Is I, I haven't eaten yet, and we're we're only like three fights in and it's 8 30. So we gotta we gotta okay. pick it okay. up. So I, so I so I will take uh, ooh, Joe getting very uh demanding okay well, so what I happens when i haven't eaten and it's 8 30 on a friday night i mean come on I hear you. so okay so uh ronnie lawrence 9300 taking on mana martinez at 6900 the comeback on this fight betting wise is uh ronnie lawrence the big favorite minus 300 uh martinez plus 230 and i think this is as the line suggests i don't think there's a whole lot to it. I think that Martinez is a good pressuring fighter, but uh, waits a little too long on the counter. I think he's going to give Martinez a good many opportunities to grapple, lots of bites at that apple. And look, we have to understand that his uh, bout with Guido Canetti, uh, Martinez's, that is, you know, uh, out grappled him in some spots, reversed him a couple of times. So I really don't like this here, and I don't think Martinez is active enough to go and chase that finish. Uh, Lawrence has looked hittable at times. Martinez does have power. There's an angle there. But for me, I'm going to go with the chalk here. I'm taking Martinez to get his rinse and repeat takedowns and put up a big score. Uh, what do you think about this one, Joe? Yeah, this is uh, there's not much to say about this. This is a bad matchup for Martinez. And all I can say is, um, you know, I hope he's got an ass pad for when he's done with this fight because he is going to hit the canvas so many times. Um, you know, and that's assuming he even gets up. So you got to like Lawrence here. You especially got to like him in cash. Um, you know, we know what he can do. We know the kind of game he has. Um, I would probably be surprised by Lawrence losing in this fight more than more than any other on the slate. Um, you know, I think he's going to be pretty popular and highly owned. And that's on a slate where there are a lot of compelling options um, at the upper range. But I do like Lawrence a lot here. All right, and um, just received a text from Sean. He showed me his blue update screen, and it was only at 7%. So it seems as though we have a little while to go before we welcome Sean back. So you will get to hear um, my beautiful voice more than I'm sure you anticipated and maybe than you would like, but so be it. As we move on to the next fight, which is Carlos Olberg at 8,900, taking on Fabio Charant at 7,300. Uh, betting on this fight, Olberg an, is a big favorite at minus 250. Charant could be had at plus 200. Um, this is an interesting fight to me just because I don't know how much we can trust Carlos Olberg. Um, he's a good striker, a slick striker. He got very tired trying to finish. Uh, Kennedy and Chukwu in the first round. And basically that led to his defeat, led to a very bad knockout. I wonder if that'll get in his head. I wonder if he tries to pace himself. These are all questions. I don't think Fabio Chiron is as bad as his U as UFC record uh, indicates. Three losses, three finishes, I believe. He had that weird Von Flu choke uh, finish in his debut against Menafield. 
Then he took a, a big counter shot against uh, Joe's boy, uh, Fat, Fat Willie Nelson, as he called him, uh, William Knight. So that was that was that one. But I I think Sharon is a little better than what he's shown so far. I think he's a decent grappler. He's a good pressing pressuring boxer, and um, I just don't trust Olberg all that much. I think he's a bit of a head hunter. I think Sharon is going to see those shots coming. Um, I think with a gun to my head, I'm still going to pick Olberg here. But um, look, if he can't get him out of there in that first round again, we have to we have to wonder what's coming next. And uh, as I said, I do think Charant is built a little better than he's shown lately. So uh, taking Olberg, but we'll definitely have my shares of Charant. Uh, Joe, what do you think about this one? Wow. I don't know what makes me more nervous, agreeing with Chris or disagreeing with my good friend Brett Apley of Daily Fan MMA. Um, for those of you that might not know, Brett Apley um, in his Mayo Media Network um, mini pod gave out Olberg as his tournament play of the week. Um, I could not disagree more. Um, I am going to no longer refer to Olberg as Olberg. I'm going to refer to him as The Bachelor because he is actually The Bachelor New Zealand. Um, he is so good looking. He almost made Laura Sanko forget she was married momentarily. Um, I look not. He was a Australian, New Zealand regional scene kickboxer. Never fought at a high level. Yes, I get Brett Apley's argument is that he threw 146 strikes, significant strikes, including 85 in one round, which is impressive. I get it. I don't disagree. Charant has shown nothing in the UFC. Um, a whopping, what, 2.0 significant strikes per minute. However, um, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a gut feeling. I'm with Chris here. Um, I like this fight for GPPs. I will have a few shares of The Bachelor, but I like Charant more. And at his price point, he could potentially break the slate if he gets the finish. So I think this is a fight that, you know, look, if you like, if you like The Bachelor, target him. But you should probably have some shares of this fight. I just have a feeling about the underdog here. And obviously, if he loses, he's gone. So he knows he's fighting for a pink slip where Olberg is probably going to be a peripheral fighter on all upcoming Izzy cards. This is the third peripheral fighter on this card. City kickboxing guy, like I said, uh, The Bachelor in New Zealand. He's got other things going on. So I'm with Chris here. That makes me very, very nervous. Yeah, Joe's gut is doing strange things to him. Get get some. Get uh, some it could be hunger, but you know I'm yeah. agreeing with you. Get some food in this man. But no, I I, I, I agree with most of what you said, and I just think um, you know at the price point he's worth a shot. I mean, Olberg is certainly a loose cannon, so uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll see how that turns out. All right, next fight I don't think we'll be giving too much love to the dog, but we shall see. It's Kyler Phillips at 9400. Taking on Marcelo Rojo at 6,800. The lines on this fight up, oh, and Sean just popped back in. Let's let's see uh, let's see where he's at. Sean, how we doing? I hate you, mother bleeping oh. optimum. Lick my pay for the highest plan. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, how anyway. many baud rate is that? I don't even know. It's <laughs> it's. Seven thousand dollars a month, and that's. Not you have true. to unplug your phone, like when you use your computer for internet, or this, no? We have. Like, the problem is we're we're. I'm in a big T one lines. Yes, I do have a T one line, but we have. I do have a um. 
two-family house, and there's, there's got to be four TVs going. My computer is everybody's phones. Anyway, sorry, everyone. I guess I should probably bring up... Oh, sh- sh- you know what I didn't know, though? I don't have any of the fights up because I restarted everything. I'm so, oh, yeah. I was so concerned about getting back on. So which fights did you guys just finish up? We... We we just did uh, Olberg in Toronto. What's your what's your take on that one? Olberg quick. by murder. Okay, me and me and me and Joe both disagree with you. So we uh, wait wait. You both took Bob, wait for real. I, you're both on Fabio Chiron. Well, I don't think I didn't I didn't pick Chiron, but I, I view him as a very live dog. Just because it's a fade, it's a fade, it's a fade on it's a fade on the Bachelor New Zealand. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that would be. Which he is the bachelor of New Zealand, by the way. I'm um, pretty sure you, one of who, you guys could knock out Fabio. Who's never, who's never fought at a high level in kickboxing, um, Australian regional scene. Um, there I, I, Sharon is no great <laughs> guns, but like, I don't think you have to be to beat Olberg. Yes, he's got high volume and high output, and uh, you know, I think I that hate, alone. I hate disagreeing with Brett Apley, which I said on the Brett Apley has named. Sharon, I'm not Sharon, uh, Olberg, I'm sorry, I'm calling him the Bachelor, has has named the Bachelor as his tournament play of the week, but Chris and I both uh, like the fade, so um, we're picking Sharon. Oh, I'm with Brett on that one. Um, Good did luck. I one, did I miss one before that? No, we, we, we got them all. We got no, them. no, I I, I, I miss um, Ronnie Lawrence and Mana Martin. Yeah, well, there's not a lot to say about that. I can't imagine you're... Yeah. Ronnie Lawrence. Yeah, Ronnie, yeah. yeah, Ronnie Lawrence. All right. Ronnie Lawrence. Thanks, everyone, Next. for dealing with the issues here. Kyler Phillips, The Matrix, 9,400 taken on. Um, Marcelo Rojo at 6,800. Another fight. I don't think there's a ton to say about it here. Give give me Kyler Phillips. Uh, yeah, I mean, Chris? Yeah, no, I don't worry. I, I won't give you two heart attacks in the span of uh, two in three fights. But, uh, yeah, give me Kyler Phillips. I don't think a lot of Rojo. I think... You know, the announcers were loving that Jordan fight because he was aggressive, but uh, he was getting tagged on the counter really, really uh, big time just because he always walked in on straight lines. And, you know, Phillip's going to be faster. He's going to be more well-rounded. I just think he's going to tag up Rojo. Rojo might get a couple of nice shots in unless unless Phillips pulls another thing where, you know, Rojo is, is secretly the Terminator and he can't get him out of there again and gasses himself out. Then it might be close, but otherwise, I think Kyler Phillips is going to win this walking away. With the only, um, the only decision being, will he score enough? I think he will, but I think he's more of a cash play, uh, especially with uh, some fights we have coming up and some of the ones we have already discussed. But my pick is uh, Kyler Phillips. Joe. Yeah, Ky- Kyler Phillips. He probably has the better best matchup of any of the upper tier fighters, and that includes includes Izzy. Um, you know, I like Phillips here again. Um, I don't know if he's going to outscore Ronnie Lawrence. So that's something, you know, you may need to make a decision about, um, especially in cash. Um, but yeah, give me Kyler Phillips. Thank you for the quick breakdown. Dear yeah. Lord. Uh, Casey O'Neill, 9,500 taking a Roxanne Modafari at 6,700. This should be a quick breakdown other than to say congrats on the long, on the long career, uh, Roxanne Modafari. Uh, you know, pioneer of women's MMA. And that should be the extent of the breakdown of this one, really. O'Neill's minus 400, and there might be some value on that. I don't I don't see how Roxy gets this one done unless Casey O'Neill falls into an arm bar. But I think I've been on, I've been riding on the O'Neill money train since she's been in the UFC. I thought she's been undervalued. 
um, has had a couple of really good performances, scores well on DraftKings. Um, yeah, give me O'Neal here. Joe. Joe, you're muted. Yep, I know. Sorry, guys. Um, I was just – I was very impressed that Sean was tied for first in the 555 ticket. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I Casey O'Neill is young. I was on Casey O'Neill from jump. As a matter of fact, I gave her out um, behind the paywall uh, as a parlay, uh, a guaranteed 10-to-1 parlay with two other female fighters who were fighting on the same card. I did a lot of research on Casey. Her father was a kickboxing champion and a promoter, um, you know, in Australia, uh, 24 years old, not overly hard in the eyes, um, you know, type of fighter. Yeah, well, shout out to Roxy. If Roxy had an iota of athleticism, she, you know, who knows how, how far she could have gone. Um, you know, my only concern here is that, you know, Roxy's going to come out with her glasses on and knee pads, take her glasses off, um, you know, look like she can't see. And my only fear is, is that if O'Neal gets really aggressive and falls into something, she might not be able to get out of. We've seen Roxy do that. Um, although, generally speaking, um, you know, I don't think the US, UFC is setting O'Neal up to lose here. Um, I believe Rox, Roxanne just got married, if that's, I believe that's the case as well. Yep, that is correct. So, yeah, g- give me, give me King Casey here. Um, I don't know if you're going to see the the you know the telephone number score that she's had in her last few fights, um, but I do like her here. It's just how to use her and and what percentages I'm going to have um, in GPPs that I, I need to concern myself about. But um, I'm certainly you know going to take King Casey here. Not not King Kevin Casey King. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Who you got, Chris? And oh, and by the way, two kings on this card. Uh, one coming up, which is uh, interesting. But I, I have, I have none of uh, Joe's concerns. I think that you know, Roxy has had the same problem throughout her career. She, she's just not strong enough to to deal with the stronger grapplers in this division. She always gets stuck to the floor. She's going to get stuck to the floor here. I don't think she's good enough on, on bottom to 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 work a sub game. Uh, she hasn't been. Recently, I don't think that's going to change here. Um, there's a, there's always this hope that that like oh, oh Roxy uh, with her jujitsu. I think her I think her sub attempt in the UFC is like 0.2 for 15 or 0.4 for. I mean, she doesn't even really try all that much. Where if she does, they're not very. They, they don't even register as submission attempts. So that uh, that should tell you something. I I have no issue here. I think, you know, this might be a little more cashy. I still think, you know, one one oh five to one ten is, is well is well within the purview there. And that'll probably work, maybe. So um I, I like Casey here. I don't think Roxy's gonna have anything for her. the same thing, you know, the janky boxing and um the strength advantage that doesn't uh doesn't measure up. So bon voyage, uh, Roxy, enjoy retirement but i think you're gonna go out with a whimper on this one i'm taking uh casey o'neill andre arlovsky 8300 jared vandera 7900 arlovsky minus 140 vandera plus 120 um funny my quick breakdown in this fight arlovsky i think probably wins a boring bleep decision um but if you're going to tell me, pick one guy to play in GPP, I'm playing Vandera because he's got more volume. Maybe he catches Arlovsky. Arlovsky's chin could finally fall off. Maybe 
I just Arlovsky probably wins, but if anyone's going to break the slate in this fight, it'll be Vandero. Uh, Chris. Yeah, I like I like Vandero a little bit, just for the reason you mentioned, just just as the dog play. I mean, um, Arlovsky never scores well. Could this be the once every five years Arlovsky decides to wrestle because he he sees that Vandero has had such a hard time with it? That could be. But even then, he doesn't have the ground and pound. Um, he just he just sort of likes to lay in guard. I think he got four takedowns against Struve and a couple against um, uh, Marcin Tybur, I think it was. But I, I can't rely on him to do that. My one thing on the feet is Arlovsky's still pretty fast for heavyweight. He could be faster than Vandera. But um, if that doesn't play, I think the volume will. I expect him to outwork him for three rounds, and uh, that could be a pretty decent score at his price. So... I'm taking uh, Vander. Joe? Yeah, um, I don't really care all that much about this fight. I expect <laughs> it to be pretty much um, under-owned um, across the board for both fighters. However, um, Andre gassed really badly in his last fight. I mean, really, like, on the ver- looked like he was on the verge of fainting. He was so gassed. Um, and I, I, I have Vander as having better cardio. So, you know, maybe he wins a round and a half and – Sal D'Amato is judging and gives him the round oh, and he wins two rounds to one. I don't know. So I'll pick, I'll pick the dog here. It's not a fight I want a lot of. I'd be very shocked if either one of these fighters um, were, were optimal. Um, and for that reason, maybe there's some leverage, but I, I just, I don't see how you're going to get it. I don't see Arlo getting a quick knockout. I don't see a quick knockout coming the other way. I don't see grappling points. I see low volume striking. And when you get a heavyweight fight that's favored to go the distance, it's generally one that you want to avoid. So, you know, play it at your own risk. Um, I'll take the dog. Bobby Green, 8,400, taking on Nazrat Hakparas at 7,800. Um, line on this fight, Bobby Green, minus 145. Comeback on Hakparas, plus 125. And... I've been telling, I've been telling everybody, you know, baby, baby Kelvin is a fraud. And Dan Hooker made me look very smart. Drew Doberth made me look very smart. Look, anytime this guy faces anybody legit, he's going to lose. I just, my opinion on him. And I think Bobby Green is good enough to beat Najran Hakparas. I think he's more volume. I think he's a better striker. Bobby Green can, can wrestle what you showed last time out surprisingly well. Like, Bobby Green is – and he's fun. I mean, that should – X's and O's breakdown, but I like Bobby Green. So uh, give me Bobby Green here, 8,400. Um, interesting potential cash game play because I don't see Nazareth finishing Bobby Green. So, I mean, it feels like a pretty safe floor here. Uh, I like Bobby Green. Uh, Joe. Wow, thanks for burying my lead there. Um, I like Green as a cash game play as well. Um, I, you know, I was a a – slow party to become a Bobby Green truther, but I love the way he fought Fiziev. I mean, he took that last round from him. Um, you know, uh, I think he is fairly solid in cash in his losses. I think he has like a 50-point floor. Um, I don't hate the price um, at 8.4K, so I think Green is a sneaky little play. Um, and, you know, the problem with playing Green in cash is that a lot of people I fear are going to go stars and scrubs. Um, and this is a very difficult cash week, by the way. It's a much easier week to spread and play GPPs. Um, but that's the issue. Like, so it it might be hard. Lineup construction might be difficult. 
Um, you know, with <laughs> I have, Bobby Green. I have a hell of a two v two for cash. We'll talk about it after the main event. Okay. It but I am I have flip flopped six six times already. I don't know where my cash lineup is going to line is going to land. It is hard to build. It is. It's really difficult for cash builds because again, a lot of people are going to be looking at stars and scrubs and maybe you know playing the the dog side of the main event in cash. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I like Bobby Green here. I like his floor. Um, I think he could have a decent ceiling um, at 8.4K. I just think he's a solid all-around fighter, and um, I like him in this spot. All right. Let's talk about Hanato Mercano. No, no, I don't want to hear you take Najrat. So let's just move on. I wouldn't. I would not. No, you're that. not. Chris I know. Is not going to no, pick Nazareth. I know. You know what's messed up, Joe? What's really terrifying to me is you look on the pick predictions, and me and Chris picked the main card exactly the same. The world is the world is ending. I'm yeah. going to die soon. Go ahead. This is just a really funny side note before Chris makes his pick. So. I like to always put nicknames or codes when I do the picks, and I do it mainly to frustrate Jake to see if he can <laughs> figure it out. So, so for this fight, I put I put yellow and blue, and Jake's like, I don't know what you mean. I'm like, Jake, yellow and blue. I'm like, come on, dude. I mean, I know you're a, you're a byproduct of a Midwest education, but they do tell you in the Midwest that when you mix when you mix yellow and blue, what color do you get? Ah, see, I didn't follow that either. Green. <laughs> I didn't get all the way there. Dude, what the hell, Sean? Come on. You, you're the byproduct of an East Coast education. You should know this. I, just I mean, I give I, allowances I think... for people educated in the Midwest, but not, not – I, mean, I was – I just so – like, my, like, my, my brain didn't go to color mixing. I, I messed with Jake. I send him all kinds of emotions. Yeah, so I mean, you know, but like he figured everything else out, but he could not get – he could not get, you know, yellow and blue. So anyway, I bet you he's looking up flags from where hot for us is from. (laughs) No, Germany's not that shit. (laughs) No. Well, while Joe uh, takes a spin on the color wheel, I will say that um, I think this is another really good spot for Bobby Green. Coming off his first knockout in almost nine years, I think this is. Basically a tailor-made fight for him. Akparas is a guy who likes to explode into the pocket with big looping shots. And Bobby Green is one of the best defensive fighters in the division and, I would argue, one of the best counter-strikers in the division. So um, really a tailor-made spot for him. We saw what Drew Dober did with one punch um, when he threw a naked light kick. Drew Dober obviously a lot more power than Bobby Green, but I really think there are going to be openings for him here. I'm not calling for a finish, at least uh, not in this segment, hint, hint, hint. But um, I do think this is a good spot for Green. I would play him in a lot of different spots. You know his volume is going to be there. You know that the Hawk Frost is going to make him throw. And I think he's going to come out on top of a lot of these exchanges. I just think I just think he's the better fighter. Not Hawk Frost is a headhunter. He likes to surprise guys with his power and his speed. He's not going to surprise Bobby Green with either one of those things. I love this spot for Bobby. And this is a big fight for him. This is main card. On a pay-per-view against a high-octane exciting fighter. If he wins this fight, who knows what the next fight is. So uh, exciting spot for him as a fan of his. Good spot for him also as a uh, DFS play. I am all in on Bobby Green. All right, now it's Hakbara. Now it's Moicano, eighty-five hundred. Yeah. Take it on, big old crybaby Alexander Hernandez, seventy-seven hundred. Who got his wish? They're on the main card now. Um, 
Moicano minus 160, Hernandez plus 140. Hey, Alexander Hernandez, you, you want to know why you weren't on the main card initially? Secret, you're not an exciting fighter. Go, like, if you need a cure for the will to live, just go watch the him the fight again with him and Masaranduba. Just, just go watch it. You'll, you'll instantly lose the will to live. Like, Alexander Hernandez... Yeah, he knocked out Benil Dariush quickly. Yeah, Benil Dariush makes fights exciting. Alexander Hernandez, you're NyQuil. That's why you're not in the main card. You're not in the top 15 anymore. God, that it irritated me. It, it irritated the shit out of me. And you know what? I think Moicano's going to make him pay and put him to sleep. Moicano by submission in round two. Joe, who you got? I don't know, Chris, who you got? Well, I think you're a little hard on, on, on the boy there. It is, it is funny that he's he, not exciting. He won. Well, I mean. He has been – look, he's exciting. Since he got knocked out – since uh, Donald Cerrone taught him that lesson there, he's only beaten nobody's, right? Every time he steps up, he gets beaten back. But – but Ronaldo Macano coming off three knock, three knockouts in his previous uh, four fights turned into a panic wrestler against Jai Herbert. Um, I don't know if that this is going to be his career now. But um, that's what happened. He couldn't. He needed the fight on the ground. I think he himself is scared to stand now. When he did fight, uh, stand with Jai, he got cracked a couple of times in that fight, and that fight wasn't on the feet for very long. And I think um, Alexander Hernandez, fast, powerful, also has never really been out grappled in the UFC. Never fought anybody like Hanada Maikano, but also never been subbed in his career. If this fight can't stay on the floor, I think that's very bad news for our friend Moicano. I don't know what his career looks like now. He never fought like that before with the urgency and the takedowns. Great for DraftKings, but that's that was never the way he fought. He was always the kickboxer who, if you if if it went to the floor, you were in trouble. He never tried to get it there with that urgency. That should make you nervous. It makes me interested in Hernandez. I'm taking him here. Um, I think he's going to, if not keep it on the feet, keep himself safe until he can stand back up and uh, put hands on, on the boys. So I'm taking Alex Hernandez. Joe. God, what a bad pick. Um, Moicano, uh, Moicano, I thought I was going to be. Wait, I thought you picked a... Moicano. No, I did pick Moicano. No, no. I mean, Chris, I, th- I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Chris said he picked no, Hernandez. No, no. Sean, Sean was staring at his phone. Sean was oh, there. Sorry. I thought I swore I heard. Didn't you not? Did, no, he didn't. Chime he in. just he said you just said you picked Hernandez. I pick. I yeah, gave you said you picked Hernandez and then picked Hernandez. What are you listening to there? But we're we were on the same picks. Did you change your pick? You picked Hernandez. You just picked no, Hernandez, picked Hernandez. In, on, on law. Yes. I I have to go check, but if I did, I'm I'm switching to Hernandez. But if I yeah. did, I, I didn't. Do okay, it. so you 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 picked Hernandez. I'm saying that's a bad pick because I'm with Sean. I thought I was going to be giving a hot take when I said that Moicano gets the finish. Yeah, and and Chris, you Hernandez need to check your Rotowire picks. Yeah, Hernandez well, is a. I'm sorry, that was my mistake. I have to change it. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> Hernandez is a Texas judge away from being two and four in the UFC. Um, and you know, kind of lost to the ghost of Donald Cerrone. Um, so in any case, I, I like Moicano here. I think he he gets to finish. Well, Probably I'm, second I'm, or third I'm, round. I'm still waiting to hear. But still waiting to hear what I about what I said doesn't make sense, but that's okay. 
we can we can go we can go past it. Yeah, well, well, what you said is that 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 Alexander Hernandez has even a modicum of talent against a good fighter. That's I well, think what well, doesn't make sense to me. Well, what I, what I said is is that um, Moicano's chin is a Ford Pinto at this point in his career. Uh, no, maybe it's, we'll it's obviously true. It's obviously true. Moving on. Moving moving on. I got some I have some food. Listen, listen, my tummy is a rumbling. I haven't eaten either, so I'm starving, man. Jack is the only one who ate. For you guys. It's he's gonna, wait, he's gonna wear us down because he's the only one who ate. Jared Jared Cannonier, eighty six hundred, taking on it's not Derek Brunson. No. It is blonde Brunson. Seventy six 7,600. Cannoneer is the favorite right now, a minus 160. Blonde Brunson, plus 140. And guess what? Blonde Brunson doesn't lose. He's just a mythical being. No, in all seriousness, I think Brunson can get a takedown and ground and pound Cannoneer out of here. Um, I know Brunson, I know Cannoneer can be hard to hold down. I, I, I think Brunson does it here. I just, I think the wrestling will be good enough as long as the chin holds up. Knock on wood. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so I, I picked Brunson for Rotowire. I'm very nervous about that pick. I mean, you know, Brunson, in even in his wins, he's gotten tagged. And I'm just afraid that of the fighters that he's gotten tagged by in fights that he won, that Cannoneer may hit the hardest, which is what I'm a little fearful of. Um, I'm going to have both sides of this fight. Obviously, we know what Brunson's path to victory is. The guy look like he's in freakish shape. Um, you know, he is older though. Um, you know, Cannoneer's no youngster himself. Um, I think there's going to be an interesting fight. I really do. I mean, they each have paths to victory. I'm going to have some shares of each. Obviously, you know, getting Brunson home at 7.6, I believe, is not a bad way to go. Um, so I'm going to stick with my pick with Brunson. I'm not going to change it, but it is a highly nervous pick. Chris. Yeah. Um, oh, here I am. I am picking Brunson as well. I am just as nervous as you all are. Um, Joe said it. Like every fight, he gets tagged in a way where it looks like he's rocked, and he has to panic wrestle, and, and he gets it. It, does, reason- it doesn't look like he's rocked. He's rocked. It doesn't look like it. It is. He slides around the cage. It's ridiculous. But the reason I'm picking him here is Cannonier just always keeps his back to the fence. He's gotten a little better with the lateral movement. His back is still to the fence. Now, there's two sides to this. One is that opponents are one for 16 in takedown attempts in his last three fights. And you might say, hey, you know, that's great. But the downside is of that is that they got 16 attempts. And if Brunson gets – give him five or six attempts, I have to assume that he wins three or four of those. And if he does, it's hard to me, hard for me to believe that he doesn't win this fight because not only is his pressure great, which it has always been, his ground and pound is brutal now. It's ridiculous. So I think that um, Brunson is going to get this to the mat at some point. I mean, it's the kind of fight where you're gonna know pretty early if the if the take is is good or not. If if Brunson goes like over his first three, that's probably a, that's probably a bad sign. But I think in those first couple, Brunson's gonna find it. Just too the, the the combination of strength and wrestling acumen is not something that uh, Cannonier has faced. 
he's done a good job with the takedown defense since uh, since his fight with uh, Glover Teixeira, but I just don't see him surviving it unless he knocks Brunson out early. So I have both because if uh, <laughs> if uh, can, if uh, sorry Cannonier wins, he's that he's it might be live for that sixty cent uh, or rather sixty second bonus. But um, I'm 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 gonna have both sides, but I'm taking Can. Uh, Brunson to get a wrestling-based uh, decision or maybe a late finish with that ground and pound. Who knows? But Brunson is the pick. All right. Next fight up. We are going to talk about the co-main event. Derek Lewis, 8,800. Taking on Ty Tuivasa at 7,400. Line on this fight. Lewis minus 170. Tuivasa plus 150. My hot take is I have a sneaking suspicion that the most exciting part of this fight is the pre-fight presser we listened to with Tuivasa said he'd do a show out of, out of Lewis's cup. Um, this one, I, this one could be a stinker with a lot of staring. I just, I have that kind of feeling. My official pick is Derek Lewis by knockout, but God, I could just see Tuivasa winning a decision where they both score 45 points. And, and what's interesting is I could see it going both ways. My mind tells me Derek Lewis is going to win by knockout, but my DFS player in me says everyone's going to play this fight. Just play 10% of each guy and move on. And if it's a stinker, you got a lot of leverage uh, rather than try and guess who wins. So that's probably how I'm going to play it. And my official pick will still be Lewis by knockout, but I'm probably playing it the opposite way for game theory purposes. Um, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I think I think Lewis knocks him out. I, I see where you're coming from, and I wish you would have gone to me first because I would have guessed your uh, your play there. But um, you oh, know, sorry, it, I'm sorry. It's not it's not terrible. I it's it's funny when you look at when you look at Derek Lewis. He's the, he's the guy with the most knockouts in uh, in the world, right? And you figure, oh, he gets all his. He that knockout. Of uh, Chris Dawkins was the first time he got a first round finish since 2016, since uh, Gabriel Gonzaga. He extends fights because he doesn't normally pressure, he doesn't normally cut the cage until that last fight where he did both of those things. If Derek Brunson is going to do that, he's very scary. Combine that with the fact that Taito Avasa just likes to exchange too much. I mean, he almost got knocked out by Greg by Greg Hardy uh, for fuck's sake. So. Um, you don't you don't exchange with Derek Lewis and win. It just doesn't happen. If um if they if Derek Lewis tags uh, to Ivasa like Greg Hardy did, he won't be around to 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 uh, land a counter shot. So I think Derek Lewis knocks him out. I think um I don't see Tuivasa being uh, being so reserved. I know he had that kind of uh, a washout fight against uh, Arlovsky way back. I think he's a different fighter now. I really think he likes to get in there and mix it up. I really think he loves attention, being the guy doing the shoey and the hay and the. And to his credit, he's a, he's become a very good combination uh, pressure striker. But uh, it's not uh, not going to work in this fight. Uh, Derek Lewis by knockout. Joe. Okay, let's make this easy. Um, fight is minus five fifty to finish inside the distance. Uh, it's a great GPP fight. You should have both sides. I like Lewis to win, but I want shares of two of us at 7.4K because he could be a slate breaker. Um, I think these guys are going to stand in the middle and bang. 
Um, Tuivasa does not know how to fight cautiously. Um, so someone's going down. Um, I'm going to take Derek Lewis for the win, but you should have shares of both fights. I would recommend more than 10% of each side, but um, again, it depends on how you're doing your builds, but give me Derek Lewis. All right. Main At home time. in Houston. At home in Houston. Main event time. Israel Adesanya, 9,200. Robert Whitaker, 7,000. The rematch. Adesanya minus 280. Whitaker plus 225. Um, I'm taking the upset here. There's something. There's I and, and I was late to the Izzy bandwagon. I was. I admit it. I was late to the Izzy bandwagon. You need and there's something about just the way he's. And it's not. Arrogance and cockiness is all good. It reaches a certain point where I start getting real concerned. And if Whitaker can fight more patient, maybe mix in a takedown, I think this is a close fight. And besides, so I'm going to lean towards Whitaker for that reason, because I think most people are on Izzy. And I think Whitaker, look, Whitaker, whether he was amped up and in his head, and that's why he was so aggressive or he was having such a problem with the distance that he was lunging forward, um, leaving himself to be caught. Regardless, I don't think he's going to make that mistake again, which makes me think this fight is going to either be grappling based from Whitaker or really going to slow down to the point where Adesanya, even over five rounds at 9,200, I'm concerned about his price tag, especially when you have Casey O'Neill up there. The Ronnie Lawrence fight could score big. Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, Jeremiah Wells and Blood Diamond, like you know, Kyle Phillips, the king of volume. Like, is is he on? Is is he going to be on the optimal at the ridiculous ownership he's going to get? Like, he's going to be forty to fifty percent owned. I'm going to be under that for sure. Um, I, I, I'm liking Joe's reaction and what's, I'll take it one step further. My, my two for two in cash games, I'm definitely playing Whitaker in cash. I don't know if I'm playing Izzy. I can't, I can't decide whether I go Adesanya and Rojo or get more towards the mid range and play Derek, play Derek Brunson and Bobby Green. That, that is my dilemma right now. The other four spots are locked in and I those are the two I, I, I cannot decide. I'm going to take Robert Whitaker for the pick, and I just even if Adesanya wins, it's just something I just don't like about what's going on, you know, with his demeanor this week and how the fight I I see it playing out. So give me Whitaker. It's not super confident, except to say I'm pretty sure he's not a good DFS play this week, and that's weird to say. Joe, you're first. Yeah. So I have faded Izzy and pretty much. Every physical confrontation he's had, including when he was seven years old and he was wrestling his brother in his backyard. <laughs> um, you know, so the fact that I actually picked Izzy um, to win um, on Rotowire uh, definitely means that Whitaker's going to win here because I have a horrible history of jumping on a bandwagon that I have been off. And that, that goes with Conor McGregor, um, you know, but I think that when you're talking about betting and DraftKings, you got to look at this fight differently. If I was going to bet, which I'm not going to bet on this fight, or at least I don't think I'm going to bet on this fight, I may be tempted to bet on, on Adesanya, put him in a parlay. Um, I don't think Whitaker is going to have the same game plan. With that said, I, I am and have always been of the opinion that Yoel Romero took years off of Whitaker's career and perhaps even life. Um, but for DraftKings, I think 
if the fight goes to 25 minutes, I think Whitaker has got a decent floor and has the upside of potentially winning the fight. So I don't like Izzy on DraftKings. There's just too much value um, on the upper end. There's too many proven point scorers here. I think the main event is very fadeable for GPPs, in all honesty. I mean, as a matter of fact, I would not in the least be surprised and not in the least be surprised if there was not a main event fighter on the optimal. Um, we didn't have it last week. Um, you know, so I am gonna I'm gonna stick with my pick of Izzy, but I do not really like him on DraftKings. I think he's priced too high. I think there are much better plays. Um, and I do think that Whitaker is cash viable. So Izzy but not on DraftKings. Chris, take us home. Yeah, I agree with most of what you guys said. The only thing that would really shock me in this fight is if one guy bulldozes the other. I think this fight is going to go be a lot more competitive than the first one. And I'm picking Whitaker as well. I think that, um, you know, I, your point is taken about, um, we, you know, we, we all wonder, Sean, why he lunged like that. Uh, I had to convince myself I wasn't crazy that he doesn't always fight like that because I don't think the commentary team mentioned it all that much. But, um, you know, the leg kicks were working when he would go there. The problem is he would he would throw a leg kick, get Izzy out of position, and then go for one of those big looping shots again and, and just really throw himself out of position. I, um, I, think, I think if Whitaker stays uh, the course, uses more kicks – he tried to do that front leg side kick a lot, but he was always way out and trying to leap into range. If he pressures smartly, if he uses his kicks, he can freeze out Asanya and maybe sneak that head kick up the side the way that Kevin Gaston did. I was looking for that in the first fight. Didn't happen. But, um, you know, Izzy is going to have his length. He's going to have um, his countering ability. So uh, Whitaker is going to have to fight that more smart control fight. But if he does, I think he can take the decision here. Maybe mixing a little bit more grappling. I, I think this is a really close fight. I am taking Whitaker. All right, guys, it's time for hot takes. Guys, if you got them in chat, fire up some hot takes for the card. Uh, before we go to ours, make sure to go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. And like I said, my hot take for the card, Louis Tuivasa goes to decision. Uh, my hot take for the card, I was I was going to say Alex, Alex Hernandez just to annoy Sean, but that's not even the highest um, odds I would get on a knockout. So I'm going to go um, Bobby Green knocks out Moicano, which I believe is uh, plus 450. Well, Bobby Green's not fighting Moicano. Yeah, that'd be so super super like impressive. Mano, that'd be great. That is not, a hot take. That not, is a trans not, fight hot take. Not almighty, Chris. Well, well here's... Guys, just so you don't know, Chris lives in a part of New Jersey that is very affected by radon. That's so, true, like, yeah. really, in, if you don't know what radon is, Google it. Um, so, Chris is actually picking a hot take for one fighter to knock someone out who's not even in his fight. So, that well, is what's gonna happen? He's going to knock out Hakura so quickly. He's going to go to the back and then knock out. Mike that is Donald. a true hot take. If Jorge Masvidal can do it, why not Bobby Green? That's true. Exactly why not? Right. So, uh, just to correct myself. Uh, Green knocks out half for us, and I believe that's plus 450, depending on what book Okay, so guys, I'm going to go off the reservation a little bit here because, yeah. There, I can, there is... Wait, hang on, hang on. I can bet in New York now, so let me let me just pull this up here. Okay, so right, there is, Joe, there is actually, guys, you know there's something else going on this weekend, right? So 
What I'm going to do is um, I'm going to give you a Super Bowl parlay, a same Whoa. game, a same game parlay, okay, that you could do, and it Wait. is um, it it is over Joe Burrow's three hundred or three hundred and five plus yards. Joe Burrow's three hundred and five plus yards. Matthew Stafford pays seven to two, so mm. you're getting plus three seventy. I think it's going to be. I think it's good. The game's going over. I like Cincinnati. It's going to air out. Give me that parlay. I, I really like it a lot. Um, if you we, want something in MMA, um, I know we could that not be more different on the Super Bowl. By the way, yeah, so we could. I, I have the Rams and the under. I like Cincy and the over, and I like I like the <laughs> I like it to be aired out. Um, That's great. Yeah. So anyway, um, and if you want something in MMA, um, you know, I was looking. I was kind of looking at something with Moicano. Um, but like, you know, Brett, I really think Moicano is going to get the finish, but my good buddy, Brett Apley, I think Moicano to win by decision is a pretty high number. I don't have it open. Um, so that's a play, um, you know, Moicano by decision, but, um, I'm going to give you that, that Super Bowl parlay that you guys can all cash on. I like it. All right. Ooh, that's nice, Ryan. Ryan, that'd be fantastic. I'd be very, very happy where I wouldn't even care if Joe Super Bowl play hits because mine, mine <laughs> won't. I agree with Joe. Main event won't be optimal. Yeah, I like that too. Okay, Tomas. Like Thank too. you. I think it's going to be – I mean, we know it's going to be high owned. I think there's some serious leverage to be had there. Everyone, a secondary hot takes is I didn't do – oh, we got another one. Blood Diamond hits the 60-second prop. Somebody in that fight wow. probably is. Yeah, somebody could for sure. So – of course, you know, non non being Nan, non doesn't even give the name Blood Diamond. He actually uses his given name. Yeah. Like yeah, only well, only non would do that. And, and, yeah. He could probably he probably knows how to say it and I have no clue. Well, look, uh, I don't I mean I, I like non, but I only understand like every third thing he says. He's so far more more of an intellectual than I am that I don't really understand most of what he says. But one one other one, are you ready? Um uh, this is a really hot take. Casey O'Neill puts up her highest ever DraftKings score. And that's impressive because she's scored 140 points before. Wow. Wow. Okay. There you go. It's a hot take, dude. I like I like Casey O'Neill a ton. Um, okay. Guys, it's wait, we got another one. Hot take. Oh, yeah, no. You, you put up put up um that one there. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I deleted yeah. it. You deleted it. Uh yeah, there it is. On that note, Luce's balls will be lukewarm. I love it. Be lukewarm. I, I like it. it. On that note, guys, good luck in your contest. Subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Yo. Thanks, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.